Hey everyone and welcome back to The Real Film Show, a uh, podcast all about film and TV recommendations, what we've been doing this week uh, and what we think you should all be watching. Uh, I'm Robin, joined by my wife, Harriet. Hi. Um, so each week we have a feature, something like a, a topic we talk about, which is topical. We do some news, uh, we do a featured film and then we talk about some recommendations um, and what we've been watching on TV this week. Um, so this week, the feature that I thought we should talk about was uh, binge watching stuff versus uh, sort of week by week traditional TV and the advantages and disadvantages of each. Um, and really, this kind of I thought of this mainly because of One Division. So this is going to be One Division spoiler free. This bit we're not going to spoil One Division here, um, which obviously everybody dies came out uh, week by week um, versus kind of another show that we're watching at the moment, Superstore, which we are just binging our way through. Um, and why kind of like week by week works for One Division. And binging works for Superstore. Yeah. Um, so I thought that would be quite interesting. Um, do you have an opinion on this straight away? Um, straight away, I agree with you on that. Because things that are very, like, um, meaning-heavy, like Lost as well, is one of them. You just read my notes. You, absolute I cheat. read your notes. Absolute cheat. I have not. We've spoken about this before, and you used to love watching Lost week by week. But I binged Lost with you when we were at university. And I think that it was just kind of information overload like that. And I didn't have the time, the brain time, to like come up with theories about things. And I think fan theories are like really fun sort of side gifts that you get from complex TV. So, um, yeah, I think like with WandaVision and with Lost, like the thing I loved about watching Lost when I was younger was like after each episode, they did like a, I can't remember if it was Sky or Channel 4 at that time, they did like a, a show of Ian Lee, like the radio presenter. Oh, yeah. Um, he did like a lost like fan show after it and they had like they do it quite a lot now I think ABC do it quite a lot with a lot of their stuff they do it with like The Walking Dead they do it with uh, they do it with Breaking Bad um, but like they, Game they, of Thrones they, Game of Thrones they had one on, on Sky the last one was really good though because it was like like Game of Thrones really annoyed me because they used to do it quite early on when the books were out like what's yeah. going to happen next like read the book if you want to know probably <laughs> Like, why are you pretending that nobody knows what happens next? It's really yeah. weird. It's like Sue Perkins did it. And I was just like, why are you, why are you even bothering to yeah, do fan theories when you know what the source material says? Um, but the Lost one was really good. I can't remember what it's called. It's called the Dharma. I can't remember what it was called, but it's really good. Ian Lee did it. Um, and it was amazing. And like, I used to love going on the forums after. Because Lost obviously was like just a massive mystery box TV yeah. show, which, you know, may or may not have been to its advantage in the end. <laughs> and I think that's kind of WandaVision as well. Like, it gives you that time. Like one of my favorite things after one division now is jumping on our discord channel yeah. and seeing what everyone thought of the episode and everyone coming up with like their theories. We had loads of different theories. Um, some of them right, some of them wrong, but like, that's kind of the fun of it is like you get this much more like a sort of like, uh, what's the word? Like a communal experience. It's more of a communal experience uh, yeah, yeah. than if you just watch 10 episodes and then go, Oh, that was good. Wasn't it? Yeah. And then never speak of it again. Yeah. Like we're watching superstore at the moment. Like if that was week by week, would I, I probably would watch it week by week, but I wouldn't... I guess you don't need to necessarily remember everything that happened. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's light entertainment. There's yeah. no, there's nothing for me to be like, I wonder what's going to happen next. No. There's nothing to, for me to really talk about with that part of that. It's fun and it's nice and you should probably watch it. Yeah, and I think like setting aside 20 minutes a week for something light-hearted seems like more effort than it's worth. Yeah, like I do it for Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine and that's that on like E4 here on yeah. usually like Thursday nights. And I really look forward to sitting down and watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I kind of, I think if Superstore was on like weekly over here, I probably would also watch it. Yeah. But I don't think it loses anything from binging it. Whereas I think if like, 
you binge WandaVision or Lost, you'd lose a lot of that conversation that people are having about the TV show. Yeah. And I think you'd lose hype as well. Like, I think, like, whenever I see, I saw an advert for something on Sky and it was like, all 10 episodes dropping on this day. And I'm like, does that show you have much faith in this if you're dropping all 10 episodes at once? I guess. Like, you kind of just, you, you kind of not, you, you're not trusting your show to have enough sort of retention that people are going to keep, are going to want to watch it with a, with time in between. Yeah, I feel like I'd, I'd be keen because I'd be like, well, I can watch it or if I really enjoy it, then I don't have to wait for ages for the second one. But then at the same time, I'm also going to think, well, it'll all be there, so I don't need to rush to watch it. And then I just won't get around to it. Yeah, I think like a lot of the trashy stuff is comes out in one block. Like you, like we watched you. Yeah, that was all. Because it's crap. Yeah. I mean, it's weirdly kind of compelling, but it's crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, if that was week by week, would I watch that? No chance. There's yeah, there's some Netflix stuff is week by week and some like Better Call Saul. The best stuff is week by week. I think it's like it's like a sign of quality. Riverdale, Riverdale is week by is week. Is it? <laughs> I mean, that's not the best stuff, but but maybe it's maybe stuff. That's but it a... is like mystery driven. Yeah. I think Maybe it gives more to the fans to have it week by week. I think there is definitely something that's lost if you binge stuff. Yeah. Because you just you just watch it in a week and it's just completely gone. Whereas this has been like a nine week or eight weeks. Is the first two at once or three at yeah. once? Um, it's been like a nine-week part of your life, which is quite a big part of your life. Um, uh, but then I guess there's like there's something else I thought about on the other side is that a lot of people are disappointed by the One Division finale. A lot of people are disappointed by a Lost finale. That's true. Um, and I think part of that is people become like attached to these ideas that they come up with. Yeah. So there are a lot of theories. Well, I think we'll talk about them later on in our One Division section. There's a lot of theories that people thought of and ideas and things like, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? And then over nine weeks or eight weeks, that festers and everyone's like, oh yeah, this looks like a hint to that. This looks like a hint to that. And some of them pay off and some of them don't, but yeah. some of them are just things that people have made up. They're not even like hinted <laughs> at in the show. They're just like, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Sometimes they are hinted in the show. Sometimes they are, still... but sometimes they're just weird links that people yeah. are making. <laughs> and they're just like, well, this is clearly a sign. And then, you know, there's YouTube videos, there's podcasts, like we're doing it. We do it in our Discord and it's fun. Yeah. But you can't be disappointed if that doesn't happen because you've made it up in your head. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a weird like thing that people, yeah, it's like it's... false ex- expectations that people have of things because you've had the time. And I'd, so it's, I don't think that's a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing that people don't have their expectations met all the time. And that's why like stuff like The Last Jedi, people are like, this is, ru- it's not rubbish. You just, it's not what you thought it was going to be or what you wanted. And The Rise of Skywalker? I mean, that's shit because it's, it's, it's objectively <laughs> it's shit. it's not what you wanted it to it's be. It's not what I wanted because it's shit. I just wanted it to be, I don't care, like, I don't care which direction a story goes in as long as it makes, like, sense yeah. in the story. There's times guess- where I'm like, oh, it would have, yeah, like, Last Jedi would have been cool if Luke had his green lightsaber and sliced a load of people open. But that's not where that story went, so... I, I appreciate. Yeah. I don't want something just to be. I don't. I'm not a screenwriter. If if I write films, they're going to be bad. I don't want people to base. Yeah. On what they write films on based on what fans want because fans don't know what they don't know how to write films. Yeah, the writers don't owe the audience. And that's kind of why Rise of Skywalker ended up the way it was because that's why it felt like a massive Reddit thread, of like, these this is things we think fans want because we've been through Reddit. So the worry is that if there is a backlash about something that's built up over so much time, that the next season or the next film or whatever will be lesser as a result of listening to them. Um, yeah, I think it's sort of conditional based on the show. Yeah. Um, but definitely. WandaVision, I think it's really helped. And for Winter Soldier as well, that's going to be... Yeah. It's going to be really cool. Like, just jumping that Discord and being, what does everyone think this means? Or people coming up with different ideas and stuff is just really nice to be a part of. Um, 
and I can't remember if the original Marvel Netflix things went week by week or were binge. I think maybe they were bingeable. Agents of Shield was week by week. No, like Daredevil and. Oh, okay. I think they might have been bingeable. I don't know if Daredevil was. I think they were. Was it the yeah, first series? I think so. Yeah, I think they all were. Uh, I might be mistaken, but um, I, you do lose. I think you do lose momentum. Because it's, yeah. like, it's like Tiger King. People talk about Tiger King for like a week and then it's gone. I didn't even watch it. But then by the time I got around to maybe thinking I might watch it, everyone had to stop talking about it. So That's like, the thing. Like I you just, li- it shows like no, f- it's like, it's weird. Like, it's just like, it's like a shit sort of Alcopop version of TV, of way of consuming TV. Like, it's like you just have it because it's there. It doesn't really matter. And it just keeps your attention over that short period of time until you binge the next thing. Like daytime telly. Kind yeah, of. it's just track. It's like, it's a way of consuming something in, a, I think, a bad way. Um, then, and I think, like, I wouldn't want to binge WandaVision. I wouldn't want to binge Better Call Saul. But no, I would be tempted to. Would you binge it afterwards? Like, would you rewatch binge? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait week by week if I was going to rewatch it. Because there's no point because I know what's happening. Yeah. I don't need to speculate or think on the episodes too much. Um, it just it feels like just a, a naff way of enjoying of something. I binge bloody millennials and Gen Zers. Gen Zers. I binge a lot of stuff, but I binge a lot of stuff that's very crap, low quality, yeah. low expectation, low, low drama, low brain power, low brain power. Um, yeah, low IQ. I mean, I I do watch Riverdale, but I get kind of frustrated when I have to wait because I don't really care enough about it to that's wait. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it. it it's like it's an actual show of faith yeah. that they're doing week by week. And it's like, yeah, okay. You I mean, trust people thing, to watch this. In all fairness, Riverdale is... The first series was quite good and now it's just kind of fucking ridiculous. But it's it's fun. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so we, we're quite interested to see what people think of that. You can put it in our Discord channel, the podcast hotline channel of our Discord, which is linked below, um, or find us on Twitter or wherever. Let us know your opinion on that. Um, should we move on to some news? Um, so the main news this week, I've, there's not really that much interesting news to me anyway, so I just haven't mentioned most of it. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did kind of want to run through was the Golden Globes um, were done last weekend, just after we recorded, actually. So I thought we could run through and just, and just have a little chat about them. It's going to be quite fast. Um, yeah. Because for some reason, and this is irritating me, I, I read Empire magazine, right? And a lot of these films I've read about over like this year, last year... Um, and they all sort of have reviews, and they're all like, out oh, in cinemas, March, when I'm like, where? What cinemas? Where are people in the UK going to the cinema? No one, stop releasing things in cinema only in the UK. What, like... Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand what's going on. It's, it's, oh, it's so irritating. Just let me buy it. I know I did this last week, but Jesus Christ. Um, if anybody knows the people in charge of UK cinemas. Yeah, it's absolutely mental. We just want to buy the things. Um, we want all the content. Yeah, so Best Picture, uh, Nomadland won, um, which is uh, Francis McDermott won, which yeah. I'm really excited for. I think so I heard that... stuff about that last year, which just sounds incredible. Is that only in cinemas? Um, it, yeah, I don't know. Okay. They're all they're all sort of like, we don't know. It's like, well, can you just make your mind up and do it? Um, obviously, Promising Young Woman is one we've talking, talking? talked about um, that we want to watch because it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um and Trial of Chicago 7 was another one that was nominated, which we really liked from last year. Yeah, we really liked uh, Netflix one. Um, Borat won Best Musical or Comedy, which is weird. That does seem weird, but then I haven't seen Palm Springs. Palm Springs got really good feedback. And again, it's one of those ones that is just not 
apparently going to be released here for yeah. a bit. It says like soon or something. I think I read somewhere yeah. it's like soon. It's like, can you just, surely just someone's put me. a date on this and made a contract. Yeah. Um, beat yeah. Hamilton as well. I'm kind of surprised at that maybe. Hamilton's been around a while though. Is this just because it's... Well, it's on to... Disney Plus now, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Borat, I mean, it's, it's a pretty weak year in that category, yeah, I think. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, Chadwick Boseman won Best Actor. Um up against like Riz Ahmed, which I really want to watch Sound of Metal. Uh, Gary Oldman Manx won on Netflix that we need to catch yeah, up on actually. Um, Best Actress, uh, Andrew Day won for the United States versus Billie Holiday, which I haven't actually heard an awful lot about. No, me neither. It doesn't seem to be in a lot of other categories, so maybe it's just a good performance in an average film. I don't know. Fair enough. That's um, impressive to get that film. Yeah, and Rosamund Pike won for I Care A Lot, which is our film we're going to talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, musical or comedy. Again, very weird category musical or comedy because I would not put that film in either. No. It's, I mean, it's a, not a musical. It's There's a, a few drama? jokes. I mean, it's kind of like a black comedy, maybe? Yeah, but sort it's, of. I mean, uh, yeah. It's like when you put like The Martian in there, it's like just because it's not like a thriller doesn't mean they are. It's yeah. very odd. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen won for Borat. Um, it is quite impressive what he does, I suppose. It's very I mean, it's very impressive. He stays in character it seems, so well. It's a weird one. Like, I'm kind of surprised they went for it. It's like, quite awards, political. Award seasons kind of avoid kind of stuff like that. I guess Golden Globes is a bit more kind they of comedy-based because they have a category for comedy, but... They avoid any controversy, though, and that was quite a controversial. Mm, possibly. Um, Daniel Kaluuya won supporting a role for Judas and the Black Messiah, which is another film which is supposed to be out here in cinemas. No sign of release date anywhere <laughs> Went else. Went to watch it, Googled it, couldn't find it anywhere. Yep, brilliant. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Jodie Foster wins Best Actress in Supporting Role. Again, a lot of the films. Oh, Hill, Hillbilly Elegy is one I want to see. Um, it's Amy Adams, but it got like a weird bit of um, backlash. Oh, how come? Because uh, it's like a, a depiction of like hillbillies, which was oh, offensive, okay. apparently. Um, I don't know, I've not seen it, but it's got a bit of... Um, that might be lost on a, on a UK audience then. Yeah, but it's got a really good cast. Um, so I might try and watch that at some point. Chloe Zhao won for Nomadland, which, again, another one I really want to win. Uh, really want to win? Really want to watch. Um, Aaron Sorkin writing for Trial of Chicago 7, yeah, obviously. Uh, Aaron Sorkin's going to win that. Um, this is one I want to watch, actually. Uh, Minari, which is a uh, foreign language film. Um, I just read about this. It's got the, I can't remember the guy from The Walking Dead in it. Stephen Young, that's it. Um, he's a guy from Morgan. Oh, he's really yeah. good. Um, but it's like a Korean family in America. Um, and oh. it's, it's, so it's foreign language, um, but it's like an American film. So people were like kind of upset. It was, um, fest, foreign language film when it's kind of an American film, but in a foreign language. But it, but the, I yeah, I think that kind of the idea behind the, the category is that it's a foreign, foreign film. film. But it's, yeah. I don't know. Because it is USA. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd say foreign language is like subtitles and a language that's not English. Yeah, but it's sort of, I think like the, the sort of the ethos behind it is it shouldn't be a yeah. American or English. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it is foreign language film, so it's fine. Um, Soul won Best Animated and Best Original Score. Yeah. Yes, okay. that's fine. Yeah. There's not really no. There's not a lot in there. There's not a lot standing out. We haven't seen all the stuff, so we can't. But I've not really it. heard like the Crudes that had a, a new film apparently this year. Oh yeah, but I mean, that's mad. Um, but that's that's kind of about it. Um, it's kind of obviously like a weird year. With a lot, like I remember like the La La Land year was incredible, mm. 
Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a, a weird one where like I've not heard a lot of hype about a lot of films, probably because people haven't been able to see them apart from film critics, I guess. Yeah, and then um, I guess if they talk about it too early, people are just going to forget it by the time they can actually go Well, they do talk it. about it, but like you don't hear anyone else be like, oh yeah, this is incredible because only three people in the world have seen it. Yeah. Uh, which is a bit disappointing, but there's a lot. I think like Noblelands one, I'm really excited to watch yeah. when eventually we can watch that. Um, but yeah, so that's the Golden Globes. So we move on to our featured film for this week. Okey dokes. Um, featured film this week is I Care a Lot, um, which Rosamund Pike just won the uh, best supporting actor for, actress or actor for. Um, here from Wikipedia, it describes a comedy thriller film. I I don't remember any laughs. I remember a few bits where it's like, ha, ah, that's pretty naughty. Yeah, it was kind of like a, oh God, she's awful. Yeah, so the film's um, kind of about a lady who gets um, made sort of the guardian of old people who've like lost the ability to make decisions, who are deemed to be unable to look after themselves. So she becomes their guardian and in control of like all their money and state and everything like that. Um, and she kind of obviously the whole story or the whole premise is that she kind of twists the system and bribes people and keeps people in the books to make sure that people end up in her care so she can basically steal their money. Um, and then it kind of goes a bit wrong when she gets involved with the wrong sort of people, uh, which is where Peter Dinklage's character comes in. Um, she kidnaps the wrong old lady. She just kidnapped the wrong old lady. And it's, I suppose some of it's kind of funny. I think she's incredible in it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this quite a lot. I find films where I can't really root for anyone quite difficult. Like it becomes to a point where bad things are happening to her and I'm like good. good. Yeah, good. <laughs> you should suffer. You're an you should awful be suffering. Human yeah. Being. I, I I do find these films where I'm like, this is kind of fun. It's probably it's like two hours long, it's probably a little bit long for my liking. Yeah, same. Um I think her performance is better than the film. Peter Dinklage is one of those people where I'm like, he's really good in Game of Thrones and everything else. I don't really find him that convincing. You don't like him in Elf. What else have you done recently? Not a lot. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's kind of. It's, I'd recommend watching it if you've got a spare two hours. Yeah. For Rosamund Pike's performance. It was kind of compelling. It was kind of compelling, and like it is. Quite a sort of tidy script. Yeah, there's twists and turns you don't see coming. And yeah. You're interested to see. But it, it is generally quite hard to get on board with anyone. If you need to root for someone in a film, I probably wouldn't really uh, recommend watching this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of it was quite hard because you were just... I mean, the first sort of half hour, I was just like, I can't believe how awful she is. Yeah, a lot of it is like that. I just felt like outraged <laughs> about the... I don't know. I don't even think that's a very useful... I didn't find it, yeah, I didn't find, I know it's like, it's supposed to be like a comedy film, I didn't find a lot of it particularly, I suppose, like, believable, like, I just watched it thinking, how is everyone this stupid and letting and her do this? That, that, how is she that evil? I just, I just couldn't believe that she would be that evil. Oh, I could, I just couldn't believe that, well, maybe people are that stupid, I don't people know. People are that stupid. I don't know. I just find it very difficult to be like, how could this happen? I just felt morally outraged, but that's not a useful... I guess that's what you're supposed viewers. to feel. But then that that didn't make me want to. Yeah. Want anything? It's a weird to film. I don't know. I feel like you need a protagonist in a film. Yeah. And especially a film where bad things are happening to someone, where you're supposed to feel some sort of 
sort of jeopardy. Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of situations where people are in jeopardy and in none of them do you care what happens to any of them. <laughs> and I kind of feel that like I have this thing about horror films as well where, I think I've said this before, when I'm watching a horror film and everyone's an absolute div, I don't care what happens to them. I don't care. If I don't like any of the characters, I don't care if they get so killed. Not, you're not jumping because you're like, yeah, good. Shooting. I don't care what happens to them. They're all stupid. Yeah. And they all deserve to, they're all horrible to each other and they all deserve to die. Yeah, so this is how you're feeling. This is kind of how I was feeling watching the film where it's just, okay. I mean, it's it's a laugh, I guess a bit, sort of. It's not, it's not, I don't think it's black enough to be a, current, a, a comedy. No. It doesn't sort of satirise anything. Um, no, it's not quite... It's not quite... Um, oh, what's the word? Harsh enough on the system yeah. that it's exploiting yeah. to be, like, for you to get on board with the film as a critical take on the care system in America. Yeah, I feel it sort of hints at that. It doesn't really ever bother No, actually addressing it. And it kind of tries to humanise her character a bit via her relationship to mm. someone she works with. But she's a dick as well, so it's yeah. like, I just don't care. And we don't see enough of her privately to think that she's anything more than a fucking robot. Yeah, yeah, she's just a bit of a... She's like an android. She's almost like fridged in it. Yeah. She's almost just like there to try just... and make you care for the, for Rosamund Pike's character. Um, maybe I don't recommend it, actually. The more I think about it, the more I dislike it, to be honest. Probably um, give it a miss. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd probably wouldn't recommend it, actually. I don't think I would. I think she's very good. She's very good, yeah. And it is quite stylish. It is stylish. I like her outfit. I think she wears an amazing yellow yeah, suit that is just fantastic. It's very much style over substance, in my opinion. And she has very, very straight, severe hair. Yeah. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really buy Peter Dinklage as his character, either. I guess his... He always seems to play slightly... Um, over dramatic characters. I don't know if he was supposed to be the comedy role because he was quite over the top. Like when he yeah. throws the smoothie at some point, I was like, that's just really tonally weird. Yeah, it was a bit tonally a bit off. Um, I'd probably give it like a three stars because it's, it's competent. Yeah. And I wasn't really bored. No. I suppose. That's true. But yeah, I mean, it's on Amazon Prime. If you've got a spare two hours and you're bored, watch it maybe. Um, I don't think I would necessarily recommend. I wouldn't watch it again. No, no chance. Um, it's probably the worst thing we've watched on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I think so. It's not again. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. But you know, there's more. There's more important things you could be doing with your time. Yeah. Well, then like, the worst film was the one that I made you watch that I said was my favorite rom com, and then we watched it and it was terrible. It was awful. Um, that was worse. It was worse. Um, it was. Um, should we get into some good things that we've okay. done this week? Um, so this is our what's in the box section where we kind of offer recommendations of what we've been doing. Um, the first one I wanted to talk about was James A. Caster's Cold Lasagna Hate Myself 1999, which oh, is yes. um, James A. Caster's stand-up routine from like 2019, I think he toured it. Yes. It um, was like, I think it was filmed I think maybe December 1999. Yeah, I think some of it was going into pandemic, so he couldn't finish the tour, yeah. I think. Um, so this is now available on Vimeo for £10 if people are interested. If you can find Vimeo on any of your oh television God. apps or when, whatever. Yeah, I mean, why is he so put, it, put it on YouTube and just... Why doesn't why? Vimeo have an app on PlayStation or, or Virgin? Virgin? Why do people make things <laughs> difficult to find? Why do they make it difficult for me specifically? I mean, I'm sure there are other ways that you can get it. That oh, it's just a pain though, isn't it? Just make it easy. Vim, what is Vimeo? Who you, why? <laughs> What's Vimeo? It's like parlor or something. It's like why are you on there? <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from the issues of using Vimeo, what we had to use what is it a browser? We had to use browser on PlayStation. Yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. It's just a pain. Yeah, make things easy. Conven- it's twenty twenty one. I just need convenience. And then the PlayStation all I need. kept being like, "Oh, it's going to turn off." Yeah, it's going to. That's like, probably my settings on the PlayStation, the, oh, but you okay, know. But then I have to change that because of Vimeo. <laughs> I just have to change my PlayStation settings to watch something on whatever. Um, I thought this was one of the best stunt routines I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, it's very self-deprecating in a very self-aware, very self-aware sort of way. Um, and kind of very, very honest in a way that makes you kind of concerned. And then he makes a joke he, about yeah, it. He addresses that. And he's that. like, yeah, so I've fantastic. got over it. You know, you'd have to be worried for me. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be saying this if it wasn't, if <laughs> I hadn't got over the, the people that I would come to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Very good. Um, it kind of reminded me a bit of Stuart Lee-ish as well. I was going to say it that, It had big yeah. Stuart Lee vibes and that jokes kind of came back around quite a lot. I know it's like a common thing, but most yeah. comedians, I mean, it's, you know, Michael McIntyre's not doing that. He's like, no. hey, hey guys, what about wearing, what about wearing, what's a scarf do? Well, you just wrap it around your neck and there's, hey guys, what about this? Isn't that weird <laughs> what we do? Um, yeah, it wasn't just like loads of random ideas. It was yeah. like a, a well-written It's story. structured. Yeah, yeah, it's so well-structured. Um, yeah. And like it, it covers like three things in his life. So one's like a breakup, um, a very funny breakup where, I mean, it's common knowledge, isn't it? It's out there. Yeah, I mean, it's on The Wikipedia. breakup is his girlfriend at the time left him for Mr. Bean, <laughs> which is just, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it is very funny. He did say not to tweet about it. So maybe we shouldn't podcast about that either. Uh, I don't care. It's fine. Okay. Um, what's the other one? Um, oh, his his manager leaving him. Yes. Uh, his agent leaving him. Sorry, and then one was when he shits himself. <laughs> um, but it's all about these like, and he's so self deprecating in a way that he kind of assumes all the blame on everything bad happening on himself, and still makes it funny and not like annoying. Because I think it's quite easy to be annoyed at people who are like, oh, woe is me, I'm terrible, and yeah, he still managed to make it very funny. Yeah. Um, in a way that's just, but also very honest and very like it's a mental health thing as well. Yeah, it's a mental health show, and he managed to talk about that really effectively. While it's being very funny to make it really relatable as well. Yeah, he does. I mean, I've never shit myself, but I, I now like, know, you know. I now know what it feels like. I can imagine that. Yeah, so. yeah, he's very like he does let the everyman very well without without being every without without doing everyman. shite observational comedy. I'm like guys, what a <laughs> What about helicopters? It's like a plane, but it's different. Uh, that's what observational comedy is. It's just talk, it's just saying what things are. I would love to see you do. It's saying what things comedy. are in a stupid voice and just hoping people laugh because you've put the right inflection on the right points and sentence, so people know they're supposed to laugh. Yeah, it's like polite. It's like it's like taking advantage of people's politeness. Observational comedy. Yeah. Because you just say something and then you just wait and they'll they'll laugh because they've paid money to watch you. <laughs> that's what it is. It's not actually funny. It's it just, just depends how you say it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you yeah, wave not, your hands around. But. Not a massive observational comedy fan. I, I do like more kind of analytical things like Stuart Lee and um, and like musical stuff as well. Like Bill musical Bailey stuff's really good. Burnham and well, it's like yeah. I mean, like comedy should have. I mean, my opinion should is is more than making people laugh. It's like making people think. Like it's it's got to a point where it's kind of a performance. Yeah. And like Stuart Lee's really good at that and making that talking about like quite big ideas very stupidly. Yeah. And this is also kind of good like that. Yeah, and like John Robbins is one that I really enjoyed recently where he talks about his breakup. is really good. Oh, did um, you watch the Yeah, it's on thing. Netflix. I, think. I haven't watched it yet, I don't think. Um, like when they talk about bigger ideas, it's so much better than... I mean, it's like that thing on the end of Mock the Week where it's like, 
what's the best one line? And like one lines have their place, but they're not standard routines. Yeah, I've, yeah. It can get a bit tired. Yeah. I'm not going to sit through like an hour and a half of it. Yeah, I'm just jokes. Um, but yeah, I'd highly recommend it. If it t- it's 10 quid, like it's a pretty good deal. It's two hours. And then I think you get like an extra thing as well that like we haven't watched yet. Okay, let's talk about the final episode of WandaVision then. Um, so spoilers from Spoilers here. from here on out about WandaVision. The whole season, I guess. Um, were you satisfied by yeah. the ending? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't... Like, I mean, I don't know all the backstory bits and all the comic book things and all the stuff that you guys say in the Discord. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. I don't really know any of that stuff. So I wasn't expecting anything more than it was. And I was actually quite pleased that it was, like, small-scale um, stuff happening, not, like, end-of-the-world or big outside influence kind of thing. Yeah, I just um, wanted it to stay as was. Yeah, I, I was a little bit... I was satisfied from like an emotional point of view in terms of like her relationship with Vision and her family. I was satisfied by that. I was kind of a little bit disappointed by some of the things that were kind of set up and didn't really pay off that much. Like I thought Agatha was kind of disappointing. Yeah. And like their fight in the sky was a bit like Harry Potter. It was a bit like, let's just shoot some lasers at each other and then that's kind of... I did like when the rune came up behind Agatha and you were like, what's that? Is that a tree? And then yeah. we realised that it was runes. We, yeah. I mean, that, that was kind of like it's a nice callback. Kind of, yeah, but it was um, also kind of like, I was just like big purple... I also feel I like they kind of knew that wasn't the important thing and did it quite quickly yeah. and got it over and done with. And like the same with the vision fight, which I thought was probably a better actual action sequence because you had people like phasing in and out. Better than that though was their... Um, and then yeah, the, like, the way they cleverly solved like the, the boring people smashing through buildings because we've seen that was in a philosophical debate about whether a ship, if you replace every part of a ship because it's rot, is it the same ship as what you started with? And yeah, then, the end, and then if you like, take all of the same pieces of the ship and rearrange them into something else, is it still that ship? No, because it's something else. Yeah. They are both and neither... Vision. I I, re- I did really like that. I thought that was like I loved it. Very good, Paul Bettany. Big fan of philosophical chat. It was a big Paul Bettany moment. It was a big Paul Bettany, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. And I love that that was a cameo he was talking about. That was a great payoff. That's for my his cameo, cameo chat. That's my favorite sort of trolling. It's when you troll people who you know are going to get so wound up about it. <laughs> you know, there's people just on Reddit just like getting absolutely livid yeah. that Benedict Cumberbatch or John Krasinski hasn't turned up. <laughs> Because Paul Bettany said that as a bit of banter. It's just amazing. Um, I, I, I love that sort of thing where they play on fan expectation and are like, nah, nah you know what, nah. Yeah. I like being surprised by stuff. I don't care. I'm not... You don't need to be given everything you Benedict Cumberbatch and Scarlet, which you're going to meet in yeah, the next yeah. Doctor Strange. I don't care if he turns up in this. It, I mean, maybe, would it be cool? I'd be like, yeah, that's cool if he turns up. If he doesn't, well, whatever. They're going to do it They're gonna do it later. It's like the same with like... Um, my mind just got... The, the Mandarin from Iron Man 3... Oh yeah. I don't care if that's a fake Mandarin. They no. might. Do, they can still do the Mandarin. They're doing it actually in um, um, Shangli. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that out this year? That might be out this year. Um, but so they're doing the Mandarin there, or they think we're doing the Mandarin there anyway. I, I loved the Mandarin. I love having my expectations subverted by people. I don't want to go into a film thinking I know what this is going to be and I know how it's going to end. Yeah. And I kind of feel like in this, I kind of did. It kind of ended pretty much how I thought it was going to end. Yeah. Well, because it was like a reasonable ending. Yeah. I was, like, I was kind of expecting... She can't have everything that she wanted and it is yeah. just going to go back to normal. Yeah. I, I was kind of expecting to be a little bit more surprised by something. Yeah. Um, 
but it, I mean, it's fun, like it ends the way like it does, and that's great. Uh, I can I enjoyed it a lot. Um, what about Ralph Boner? I Evan Peters. loved that he wasn't anything to do yeah. with that. I loved that he was just a random guy. I mean, yeah. maybe Ralph Boner is. Well, he looks like an actor, right? Because she has like a, 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 a headshot. headshot of him. Yeah, maybe he's been an actor in something that. Yeah, I, I, I liked. Well, it's obviously the Ralph that Agatha's been referring to Ralph throughout yeah. the whole series, so it's obviously him. I was going to say as well. So Agatha's now got to stay in Westview, but like, where's she going to live and stuff? How's she going to like get by? Just practically, you can't just leave somebody in a town and be like. You're the well, I guess she has the house that she used to live in. Yeah, but it was Ralph Bonner's house. Now that Ralph Bonner's gone back to being normal, Bonner, she, Bonner. please <laughs> sorry, show some respect to Ralph Bonner. <laughs> but Ralph isn't going to be like, oh, here's the lady that imprisoned me inside my own brain. I'll let her live with me. But he didn't seem to be that, was he? I don't really know. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure how aware of. I mean, she set up his afterwards. whole basement as hers. I'm guessing that. Yeah. I don't think it's important. I think she, I think well, Agatha's going to be back at some yeah. point. Obviously, um, she's going to need something from Agatha at some point. Um, yeah, because she's like, like, I know where you are. Yeah. Um, things I was surprised, we didn't get anything about the multiverse. Yeah. Obviously the Ralph reveal was like, it's not he's not from the <laughs> X-Men universe. Yeah. He wasn't brought in from a different universe. Um, there's no multiverse of no Doctor Strange, which I was kind of maybe expecting. Yeah. There is a big tease to Doctor Strange in the final credits uh, scene where he, well, there's two kind of hints. There's one where, actually I'll talk about that in a minute. There is two hints to him now. Uh, Paul Bettany can't be very funny. No Bigger Bad was kind of something that I was expecting. I was I'm expecting maybe like a Mephisto. I'm, yeah, I'm saying I'm, I kind of, I didn't expect them to be a big role. I thought maybe it'd be a hint. Yeah. And then that would be the thing Just that happens in Doctor thing. Strange. Yeah. Um, and No Mutants, which people were expecting. Yeah. Or Fantastic Four, which people were kind of expecting. Which, you know, there's no evidence of Mutants or Fantastic Four in the TV show. People are like, this is what happens in the comics. And, yeah. you know, we know Marvel don't necessarily do... They take the idea that like, Civil War in the uh, film is very different from Civil War in the comics. Yeah. It's over a completely different situation. I mean, I'm still team Cap in both. I think as well, though... They've got so much source material. Why stuff loads into yeah, exactly. one I'm, I'm, series? Exactly, You've got I completely so much agree. Um, space to do things more interestingly than just have like everything in one series. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, so Vision kind of runs off at the end as well. I was kind of expecting to see them two like merge together. So obviously she says like Vision is the yeah. part of the Mind Stone that's inside of her yeah. that she made him from. Um, and the other Vision is just the body, but he's got his memories back. Yeah. So he's going to be just a robot with memories, right? Yeah, but I doesn't guess. that make him in love with her, or does that only happen through the Mind Stone? Exactly. I don't Do you know. only have emotions through the Mind Stone? I maybe? mean, there's going to be a point where like, he ends but up back to vision, vision, right? Oh, uh, yeah, because yeah, it would be the Mind Stone thing. I would have thought that having had all those visions, uh, all those visions, all those memories put back in his head, he would then go to Wanda and be like, "It's me." I, I, yeah. I the, weird, the interesting thing is, this is like three weeks after Endgame. Yeah. And Spider-Man Far From Home is like eight months or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, uh, it's Far From Home? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Vision's not really about... No. Like, or he's not mentioned or anything like that. No, but then no one else... Yeah, I don't really know whether he would be or not. It doesn't really make a difference, but... Because they, me- they mention, like, Marvel, and he's, like, off-world. Who yeah. they mention? Yeah, no mentions of Vision, do they? Doctor yeah. Strange stuff, Thor. Yeah. Um, they don't go through every single name, do they? No. They don't say Scarlet Witch or anything either. Um, Not that they would say that, because... Yeah, they wouldn't, because they don't know a name until now. No. Um, I do think, like, the emotional payoff 
was way better. Like the scene where she's saying bite to vision stuff oh, is really nice. Yeah, I cried a lot. Really well done. Um, is better than like the comic book payoff. Oh my God. Um, how was that? It's noise, random house noise. Um, is, <laughs> Not quite used to them yet. Yeah, I do think the emotional payoff is way better than like the, the comic book payoff, if you like. So, yeah. so, which is good because it's serving the story that it's set up. So yeah. it's serving the characters that they set up rather than sidelining them for cool moments yes. like Doctor Strange Definitely or a big fan Fantastic of... Four or Mutants yeah. or whatever. Like it's like, no, we're focused on the characters that this is about. And it, you know, at the end of the day, it's a story about grief and this woman overcoming yeah. something horrible that's happened to her and coming to terms with that. That's what it's about. It's not about shooting lasers at each other in the sky. <laughs> I think that's something that's good about Marvel as well, is that these films and series are like they're good for someone that's not a massive Yeah, like the characters well. are really like the, the character writing is really good. Yeah. Like it can be appreciated as a standalone piece of work. Yeah, like if you take out the lasers and shit, it's still there's still a basis for good characters. There. Yeah. Um, I do think Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy were kind of underserved the last couple of episodes. Like they were big parts of it very early on, yeah. and then Darcy like has like one line. She crashes a car, has one line, and then yeah, I saw a thing saying maybe like she was. Um, because they had to stop production for COVID. Maybe they couldn't get her back or something, someone was uh, saying. Okay. I don't know how much truth in that. It might be bullshit. It did seem like there should have been more of her because she just crashes it and then she's like, you're under arrest or something. Or well, there's a, bit, there's a bit at the end where, like, where's Darcy? She's like, she, she says, uh, debriefs her for wimps or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's it. Um, Monica obviously, like, has a lot more stuff going on. She gets, like, her powers revealed. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Which was a cool moment. It's like, she takes energy out stuff, like, kinetic energy out stuff or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and um, the bullets just kind of, like, f- yeah, faded. That's quite her. cool. Um, but obviously she's, like, a setup for... Yes. Um, Captain Marvel 2 and also Secret Invasion. So that's kind of cool. Like, I was expecting her to have more of a role in this, but in I guess she didn't mean... Really... She didn't need to do anything with... Vision 2. Yeah, with... that's kind of the way things that they set up those three characters are looking quite important. At the end of the day, they didn't really have massive roles in no. what's going on. And I guess maybe they're just setting them up for other things, like there's rumours Jimmy Woo's going to get a bit of a spin-off. Good. Um, but yeah, I I think apart from that, I was pretty satisfied with it overall. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say is a bit odd. Like, so one has done this like, horrible thing and, and locked all these people within their own minds... And she gets away with it, like, pretty easily. She's just like, like, there's a bit of Monica's like, I would do anything to get my mum back. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, we'd all do the same thing. And it's like, no. <laughs> would we? She's done a really terrible thing. Like, and there's yeah. no real fallout from that. I mean, how long is it that it's happened? I don't know. Because it seems like it's been 10 days or something. Maybe, yeah. It seems like each episode is basically about a day or a bit less than in the later episodes. So maybe they've only been imprisoned for, like, yeah, because it's a bit at the end where they all sort of look at her and all like, oh, that's that lady who locked us in our brains. But they've also experienced her pain and anguish, so maybe they feel yeah. more empathy for her than just hatred. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit... I was expecting her to go more off the rails than what she did, I think. Yeah. Because obviously she doesn't understand her powers. Like, I think everyone's kind of expecting her to completely lose control and rip apart dimensions, and that's what's going to cause the next thing in Doctor Strange. It seems now that she's come more to terms with her emotions and her powers. And she's more in control now. It would seem a bit odd. Yeah, it, seem, it would seem a bit odd now that if she kind of loses control again and does something bad again, it'd yeah. feel a bit repetitive. But it was a bit like um, Agatha says, oh God, you don't know what you've done. And also you have no idea what you've unleashed, which so maybe... She's unleashed. Maybe the red, maybe the um, 
the Scarlet Witch version of her, you know, the one that was reading the book, yeah. is like a separate aspect of her that's... I don't know. That costume unleashed. looks great, by the way. It looks really it cool. It looks really cool. Um, I, that kind of reminded me... Well, we'll go into the credit scenes then because we're talking about that. So the first credit scene, Monica goes into her theatre and a sword person is like, hey, I'm a alien, I'm a squirrel. Um, hey, and then I'm they're like, an alien. <laughs> I'm a legal exactly alien. It was, it was Sting. <laughs> um, and she goes, Nick Fury wants to see you or something. She says, like, oh, the, so guy, the guy... The guy upsta- and points upstairs, to the sky. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe, she, yeah, maybe she's be. dying. Maybe it's a death threat. I don't know. <laughs> um, but this kind of made me think, like, is Nick Fury... Is he part of sword in space? Like, has he set up sword? Yeah. Is he now the director of S.W.O.R.D.? Because obviously S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't a thing, right? I mean, apart from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe, so maybe he's still d- S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's all Well, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not a thing, now. because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s got completely wiped, right? I don't really know if... Um, well, I, d- I can't remember. Did we watch all of Agents of no, S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, we've got one season less to, left to watch. But I don't, I don't think that... I think that's getting further apart from... Yeah, because those whole, like, world-ending yeah. Well, they had Inhumans stuff. and stuff, which have still not made their way into yeah. the MCU. But yeah, I, I'm kind of... Interesting, because sword in the comics is traditionally a space observation sort of thing. Well, that would Whereas in sense, this, they though. change the name of it to be like, so it's sentient worlds observation. And in this, they change it to sentient weapon observation. Uh. So they changed it to make it seem more local. But then I'm, I'm thinking now is is Nick Fury setting up sword and he's setting it up it and making it better. in space or something to take over S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, because obviously as far as he's aware, he's not S.H.I.E.L.D. And S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. don't exist, I don't think, in the MCU. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I thought it'd kind of been repurposed for the TV show. for the Because basically this is the same as S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. in this show. Maybe there is something bigger and Nick Fury's kind of in charge of that. Uh, but obviously it sets up... the bigger thing be called, like, armour? Well, it's, well, it is. Maybe it's just sword, but there's just more to oh, sword okay. than what we're seeing, like the tip of the iceberg of what sword the is. The tip of the sword. The, yes, the tip of the We can't see the hilt or any other part of it. <laughs> um, but obviously it sets up Secret Invasion, which is the TV show with Nick Fury and um, Ben Mendelsohn's character. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and obviously Captain Marvel 2 as well, so I'm pretty excited for those two things. Um, and then the other um, post-credits scene was Wanda kind of in the middle of nowhere, I originally thought it was Nepal based on the... Yeah, and then we were thinking maybe Canada. Or yeah, I don't think it really matters. Um, but I do think maybe we'd get Doctor Strange or Mordo um, cameo there, but we didn't, but it's, that's fine. But Where would she have gone, though? I, I, think it's, I don't think it really matters. Maybe it's, it's supposed just, to be Sokovia. There's, there's something somewhere where someone said it, it looks like the original place where the Dark Old was written. Oh, okay. But I don't really know why that would be relevant or not. It might just be a little nod. So she's got the Dark Old, which is also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way, that book. It's a really big part of like three seasons of Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. Um, I can't quite remember what they do. I never with it. remember what's what. It's just like magic book. Yeah, magic I mean it is. Book. It is quite a big part of it. So I don't know if it's supposed to be the same book or whether they're just wiping Agents of Shield, um, <laughs> which they might be. To be fair, um, oh, but Coulson is so cool. Coulson's still look real though because he's in Captain Marvel and yeah. the Avengers and stuff. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But so the thing that this this is a really big dot strange reference obviously like there's a bit when Doctor Strange where he's sleeping or you see his body sleeping and then his astral projection is reading magic books and this is kind of a similar thing yeah but Wanda's reading a dark hole and doing runes and shit with her hands and her body I guess is so washing up is, is like washing up and just doing bits and I reckon that's like a front so people think she's doing nothing and she's um. actually or maybe it's like it also not to be like Doctor Strange can do it when he's sleeping she can do two things at once because she's more powerful yeah she's a lady I don't know if it is astral plane sort of stuff, but it kind of looks it like It kind that. of looks like the same. Um, and also, 
the Doctor Strange theme music plays while she's doing it, yeah. which is pretty cool. And she's like cross-legged floating. Yeah. Like there's there's no reason for anyone to be cross-legged floating. Yeah, I'm really happy they're going down magic route rather yeah, than just it's really I've got fun. I've got mad powers. Yeah. Um Thank you. but so the important thing as well is that you hear her kids like screaming for her. Yeah. So whether there's like two things that I've read. So one is like the kids have been trapped in a different dimension. So like in hell. Okay. And in trying to save them, she like unleashes, un- unleashes something from hell, like Mephisto. Okay. And that's what causes the multiverse stuff. Because obviously we've got multiverse stuff in Spider-Man, which is out in December. And then Doctor Strange, which is the multiverse of madness in March. So there's kind of two multiverse sort but of things when there. when are they actually set in the Marvel? World? I'd imagine they're set in the order they're released, otherwise it'll be okay. confusing. Um, if there's two, if there can't be two separate multiverse events. They must be caused no, by yeah, the same thing, true. right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, to release one, if it, they've kind of got to follow on from each other if they're both multiverse stuff, right? I, I think. thought so. Otherwise it would just be weird. Like, there's no reason for them to release them the other way around. Yeah. Because they just wouldn't do that. Um, so that's kind of my thought. And then, yeah, like her trying to rescue them kicks off that thing. And there was like an interesting bit, I think Nick Mason said this on the Weekly Planet, where she says something like, thank you for choosing me to the kids. Yeah. Which sounds like a kind of nice thing, but also might be like the kids maybe do exist in a different reality and they like came to her somehow. Oh. They like picked her to... That's cool. Yeah. They could be like demons or something. I saw it. Because there is a bit as well where uh, Quicksilver says to them like... Oh, the little Yeah, devils. Spawn of the Devil or something yeah. like that. And there could be a thing where they are demons. Yeah. And they've kind of somehow been latched onto... So that would be quite interesting. Isn't there a thing where there's only one Scarlet Witch through all the multiverse? There is something like that, yeah. So that'd be quite cool. That would be interesting. Um, I don't know how that's going to play out, but I'm quite... I, see, that's the thing I expected from this as well. I think this is what a lot of people are disappointed by, is that that multiverse thing wasn't really set up. No. Like, there wasn't, like, that event where people were like, okay, now I see where it's going. Yeah. It was just kind of, oh, it's the end of this story now, which I actually really like, yeah, because I'm like, the end of this story is the end of this story. Like, yeah. Most films... Like, we're kind of used to this now where we don't expect a Marvel film to be self-contained. It's kind of weird that we don't think a film could possibly be self-contained anymore. Like, you can't possibly do a film in two hours. You can't, yeah. you just can't do it. It's got to be 24 films and then the final. <laughs> like, it seems weird to even think of a Marvel film as, like, a thing that it, where an event happens in the same film that it's concluded in. It's a weird kind of thing now where yeah. we just don't expect that to happen in Marvel films. I think I much prefer that. I think, I think like, with Ant-Man and stuff, it works really well. And, like, yeah. the Spider-Man films. Yeah, and like, there's a reason we always go back to Winter Soldier. It's just a self-contained. I mean, I shouldn't like my dad. My dad Winter Soldier and stuff because like you don't have to really. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's a Captain America film. Exactly, it's just it doesn't like make a, a difference. Self-contained, great film. Yeah. Um, so I've got some like little theories for Doctor Strange two. Um, so at the end of Doctor Strange one, we see Mordo, um, who's Chiwetel Ejiofor's character, who was like his like mentor and kind of friend in Doctor Strange one. He is, like, trying to take magic away from people who don't deserve it, which is kind of like Agatha. Yeah, that's true. So... Although uh, she's not taking it away from people that don't deserve it, she's just taking it away from people. Yeah, I mean, so is there going to be a little team up there? They're going to be on one team trying to get Wanda and then Doctor Strange on the other side trying to be like, no, you're come on my team. Yeah. Is it going to be something like that? Like a little sort of... Like, she's very similar to... um, the Jean Grey from X-Men. She has yeah. that similar thing where she has this like unlimited kind of power and people fight over her. And then yeah. she gets so powerful and so emotional, something bad happens. And I was like, oh, I told you so. 
Um, so I feel like that might be a Bloody sort of... women. Yeah, women yeah. and their really hormones, yeah, right? Yeah, going off on one. Exactly. Especially this, this, is why you, this is why you can't give women superpowers, because yeah. they're just too emotional for it. Too emotional, and they just destroy everything. Yeah. They're bloody... Bloody ovaries, man. Yeah. Um, so that might be, like, a way they go. I'd be kind of surprised if they went down that Dark Phoenix kind of route, because everyone kind of is expecting yeah. it, and it's going to be a bit boring. And I feel like she's she's over that now. And she's better than that. I yeah. kind of want to see more of her. I don't want her to end badly. I mean, there's a lot of rumours saying, like, she's going to become, like, a, a Marvel villain. I would hate that, because I think the whole point of this is that she's she's moved on, and yeah. she's not... There is a redemption. There's no reason for her to become a bad person now. No. Um, I think she's got everything that's happened to her. There's no reason why now she would become a bad person. And why would she... She's fallen in love with um, Vision, a robot. who's, like, a... a a robot. Ultimate good robot. Yeah, he can lift the hammer, man. Yeah, so if if she's fallen in love with that ultimate good robot, then yes. how, why would she go bad after that? I don't know. I, I don't I don't see that personally. I think memory. it'd be weird if they did that now. Yeah. Um, I feel like if they were going to do that, they would have done that in Just this yeah. season. And she kind of did do that a bit. I mean, she did do quite bad things. She did really bad things, um, yeah. They just kind of brushed it under the rug. She felt bad about it, though. She did feel bad about it. She didn't um, realise how bad she was I don't was think she necessarily well. realised what she was doing. She's like, you're all sleeping. I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it was really dark when um, Anya, whatever her face is, was saying, like, please let me just see my, yeah. my daughter and hold her. Yeah, it was she pretty dark. She just in that room. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I would have quite liked a bit more of that, like, the impact that she's... Yeah. Hard on people. Maybe that'll come back again. Um, maybe maybe the secret episode will be like them going back to their houses and like letting their children out. And I think the secret episode's crying. been confirmed as a behind the scenes. Uh, so we've got behind the scenes next week and that's pretty fun though. Falcon and Winter Soldier the week after. Behind the scenes is pretty fun. Especially with all like the outfits and stuff. Yeah. I think, I think her outfit watch. is one of my favourite MCU outfits. Because yeah, like it's so comics accurate but doesn't look stupid. And doesn't look like over sexualized. Yeah. She looks like cool and powerful. She does stuff. look cool. Um, so I had some little questions as well from this. So the original reason why uh, Jimmy Woo was in Westview was because he was looking for a missing person yes. in witness protection. So there's rumours that that might be Ralph. Ralph, yeah. And maybe Ralph is somebody yeah. big and important. Could be someone more important than what we think. That's quite interesting. Could he be then Quicksilver from a different reality? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, it could be. It could be. You don't know, do you? I quite like the fact that he's just a guy who she hired to do this. And it's just, I just love that that pisses people off. I love that people get pissed off. Ralph Boner. I just love it. I just love that. I love that the joke is so shit. Yeah. And people are getting annoyed by it. I just, I love people getting annoyed at stuff that they pretend to care about. (laughs) Um, So Ralph, uh, sorry, Jimmy also mentions a guy when he rings the FBI, asks for Cliff. Yeah. Um, this might be a stretch, but there is a guy called Cliff Randall, who is an alien sleeper agent. Um, okay. F- from the comics, I don't know much about him. I just read this online. Um, again, that might be a secret, a secret invasion kind of thing. Oh, okay. He could be a scroll. Yeah. Who uh, Jimmy? Jimmy knows, and we could have Jimmy and Jimmy and the Squirrels. Jimmy and the Squirrels. That'd be That's a good one. A really good band name. Um, his good band name actually, and we also had mention of Monica's friend who's like the engineer or the aerospace engineer or something yeah. who we don't know if that's just the person who turned up at the end or, or like in episode seven yeah I guess maybe it's her but it felt like a very obvious nod to someone else yeah whether they get that like just they, a, there was like loaded loaded meaning when they were talking about them yeah I mean because in a film you don't have to say I know someone no yeah and then and then cut because that implies it's gonna we're gonna find so out who it is so we know yeah well. I think a lot of stuff in this people have read too much into certain things yeah. but <laughs> I do think that was a deliberate nod at something. something. Yeah. 
Um, but again, we don't really know who that is. And maybe, maybe it wasn't deliberate. Maybe it was, maybe it was supposed to be quite innocent. And that person just turned up and it's like, okay, that's the person. That's them. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really good season overall. Yeah. I, 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 it's so much. I think, I think it kind of, the, the finale was a little bit underwhelming for me because it just met all my expectations. I kind of expected something to be subverted at some point because the whole show has been quite subversive. Yeah. And, you know, week by week, I've kind of been like, I don't know where this is going. Yeah. And then by the episode eight, you're like, oh, I kind of know where this is going. And it's like, oh, it did go exactly where I thought it was going. That's yeah. that's fine. But that, that's fine. That's rewatching it, though, I think we'll enjoy it even more. Oh, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Because we'll see loads more little nods and things. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to watch where this goes next now. Yeah. I mean, I was already really excited for Doctor Strange 2, but now I'm really, really excited for Doctor Strange 2. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Marvel don't do bad things, apparently. They just can't do bad things. Or if they do, they just pretend that it didn't happen. Oh, yeah, they just pretend it didn't happen, which is probably the best way <laughs> to do things, isn't it? I didn't do that, no. What about that? No, that wasn't, that wasn't me. Don't worry. It wasn't me. To be fair, though, everything that Kevin Feige oversees, personally, yeah. is usually very, very good. Yeah. All the stuff he's not involved in is usually the crap stuff. He's. I think Ben Affleck said this about him. He said like, he's the best producer that's ever been in Hollywood. That's pretty cool. Like, his track record is incredible. Like, he he must be the best producer ever. He must just have, like, a really good... He understands, of... like... I mean, he's, he's a massive, like, comics fan. Yeah. So he right. understands, like, the stories and the characters. Yeah. But he's also just, like... His big picture thinking is just, like, light years ahead of everyone else, I think. Like, you look at, like, what DC have tried to do and rush it in a few films because <laughs> yeah, they're like, we we need to get on the train. Films, Whereas Kevin Feige's, like... he's he's He knows what's happening in Doctor Strange 2 when Doctor Strange 1 is out, he knows Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange. Like, he knows how this is panning out mm. five, ten years in advance. It's so impressive. Um, yeah. But on, on that note, that's probably the end of the podcast. Um, let us know if you prefer to binge or to uh, watch things weekly. Let us know what you thought of WandaVision. Um, what else we talk about? The film. Probably yeah. don't watch it. We didn't. Let us know if you watch it. If you watch it, let us know what you think. Probably you don't have to because it's not great. Yeah. And and talking about it actually made me realise that it wasn't that great. James A. Castle though, highly recommend watching that. Definitely watch Vimeo, that. Vimeo, £10, really good, two hours, like, it's great. Um, next week, I had a film in mind, and it's gone out of my head. I can't remember what it was. Mank. We could watch Mank. I had another film in my head, and I can't remember what it is. It's gone. But we will do another film. We'll do some more TV. I don't know what TV we're going to talk about. Yeah. Maybe Masterchef or something. Um... We want to watch the rest of I May Destroy You. We could do I May Destroy You, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you want to leave us a review, you can do it on wherever you get your podcasts or iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends if you enjoy it. Uh, let us know your opinions on things. If you want to ask us a question, if you want to ask us a topic to start the podcast with, um, you know, give us something to talk about. We can do that. Um, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.